Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to The Sleep Pod, the podcast where the stories are occasionally high concept, but always low stakes. My name is James, and I'm here to make up a boring, drama-free, and mildly amusing story to help set you up for a long and restful sleep. Before I get started, I should probably do a little bit of housekeeping first. One of the most frequent comments I get is about me putting out more frequent episodes. I know, I hear you, and I agree. I'm working on getting a bit of a backlog of episodes going so I can return to putting out weekly content. So bear with me a little while longer, and sleep a little easier knowing that I do have a plan, and it will happen soon. Now, the word of inspiration that I'll be using as a jumping off point for the following improvised story was given to me in the form of a note written on ancient parchment. It had been stored in a tiny, ornate box that had been hidden in one of the flower beds in my garden. On the parchment, written in a very elegant calligraphy, was one word. And that word was orange. So, get yourself comfortable. Pop your socks off. Down a pint of Ovaltine find the best pillow you can get your hands on. And I'll begin with this episode's story. Orange. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Carmen Mbongo was awoken early. Earlier than what was preferable for her. As she had had a bit of a late night the previous evening. The sounds of work going on outside her bedroom window disturbed her slumber. And no matter how long she tried, she was unable to get back to sleep. After a while of fighting with herself to claw back the slumber, she eventually gave up, opened her eyes fully, and checked the time on her bedside table's clock. It was a very old alarm clock. It had a round face with numbers and hands on, a dial at the back to set the alarm, and some bells on top that made very annoying noises when the alarm was activated. She had received it as a gift from an aunt many, many years ago, and although she wasn't particularly close to that aunt. Over the years, the alarm clock had gained a level of sentimental value. It didn't look fancy, and the noise was very annoying. But it seemed to be the best thing that she had ever found to actually wake her up and get her out of the bed. Because the sound of the tinny chimes ringing would be enough to rouse even the heaviest of sleeper. And that's what common usually was. But today, life had other plans for her. Her sleepy eyes focused on the time. It was 10am. Hmm, thought Carmen. In fairness, that is quite a late time to be waking up. And she was aware that there was going to be noises outside. But she just didn't expect them to be that loud. With a stretch, a groan and a yawn, she got out of bed. Turned the kettle on in the kitchen, and while the water was boiling, she had a quick shower, and then got dressed. Once she was back in her kitchen, she made the coffee and took a sip before opening the blinds for the kitchen window. Warm light flooded over her and over everything else in the kitchen. The sink. The bread basket. The kettle. The toaster. The fridge. The freezer. And all of the cupboards. Everything all around her had been given the nice, warm glow that only morning sunlight can provide. As her eyes focused, she could see what was going on outside. The group of men that she had employed to harvest all of the oranges from her 
Orange Grove, had been hard at work. For today was the day where all of the oranges were ready to be picked from their trees, boxed up, and sent to the warehouse that deals with sending out the oranges to various fruit merchants. She watched them for a bit from the restricted viewpoint of her kitchen window. She could see lots of boxes being carried back and forth, the workers talking, inspecting random oranges, and generally getting on with their jobs. She stood and watched this happen as she finished off her coffee. By the time she reached the bottom of the mug, she could tell that the workers were pretty much done with loading up all the fruit into their truck. She placed the mug into the sink so she could wash it later and decided now was about the right time to go and check on everything outside. So she left her kitchen, made her way down the corridor, slipped on her sandals that she had placed in front of the front door, and then opened it before stepping outside and greeting the small workforce that had been maneuvering her fruit. What Carmen realized when she was first outside was that there were a lot more people than she first thought. When she had originally hired the group of men to aid her with the harvesting, she had spoken to a friend of a friend of an acquaintance who had told her about a group of six brothers who were highly skilled at fruit picking and putting into boxes and then taking to places. And when she had originally hired them, they seemed confident that the six of them would be more than enough to undertake all of the work that Carmen had on the grove next to her villa. She walked around a bit and greeted a few of the other workers. She said hello to one man, good morning to a woman, and similar things to a lot of the other employees that she saw. Eventually she made her way along the side of her villa to where the large van had been parked that was now heavily laden with oranges. There she saw one of the brothers. Unfortunately she didn't know any of their names. She was terrible at remembering people's names. It had been something that had plagued her all of her life, so much so that she had learned to explain that she was terrible with names the first time she met anyone, and from then on would refer to them in generic terms like friend, buddy, mate, fellow, etc. So Carmen walked up to the brother and said, Good morning, friend. How's it all going? Ah, said the brother. Good morning, Carmen. How's it going? Very well, thanks, mate. 
How are you getting along? Well, said the brother, it appears that I underestimated exactly how much orange you had here. There is indeed a great deal, much more than what I saw when I checked everything out a few days ago. Yes, said Carmen. It seems over the last 24 hours, many more oranges have appeared on all of the orange trees. Yes, said the man. It wasn't too much of a problem. I called in some external help from friends and colleagues who are also in the orange picking and moving business. Wow, said Carmen. It's very lucky that you knew so many people who were skilled in this specific industry. Yes, said the brother. Luckily, we all have a big group chat. And quite often, things like this will happen. And it's always useful to have a network of people you can rely on in times of need, when the needs are very specific problems. I see, said Carmen. Yes, said the brother. However, we have run into one slight issue. Oh, said Carmen, what's that? Well, he said, and pointed to the large truck behind him. This is actually the second truck. The first one got filled up, and now this one has. Oh, wow, said Carmen. That is a lot of oranges. It really is, said the brother. Now we've taken the first truck to the warehouse, and this one is almost ready to go as well. However, after this has been unloaded, the warehouse will be at maximum capacity for oranges, so I'm afraid we can't take any more. Oh, said Carmen. That's a shame. Yes, said the brother. It really is. Oh well, said Carmen. I'm sure I can find some people who wouldn't mind some oranges. How many is there? The brother then pointed to a pile of five boxes filled to the brim with oranges. It's only these, so it's not too bad. No, you're right, said Carmen. Finding homes for these five boxes of oranges shouldn't be too much of a problem at all. For a little while longer, Carmen and the man discussed things, oranges, transportation of fruit, and everything else in between, until eventually all of the other work was done and the brother and the other brothers and all of the other employees that the brothers had brought in with them left, heading towards the warehouse to unload the oranges so they could be sorted and dispersed to wherever their final destinations were. Carmen picked up each of the boxes that had been left over one by one and placed them in the shade next to her front door. When she had finished moving them, she thought it was probably time for another cup of coffee, and that would give her a chance to 
have a thing what to do with the orange surplus. So she returned into her home, walked down the corridor, went back into the kitchen, rinsed out the mug that she had left in the sink, and made herself another coffee. Carmen and Bongo decided to drink this second coffee outside. So she picked up the mug, left the kitchen, walked down the hallway, opened the front door and walked through it, and then sat on a bench that was near to where the front door was. Vines and trees and wooden lattices created a nice area of shade around the perimeter of her home. She relaxed on the bench and sipped the coffee, whilst looking at the boxes of oranges, and tried to think about all of the people that she knew who might want some citrus fruit. If it was one box, she decided, she would probably keep it. She liked oranges. That's why she had an orange grove. She wasn't sure what she would do with them all, but she was sure that she could probably make some use out of them. She rested her coffee cup on the arm of the bench, stood up and picked up one box of oranges. She took it inside and placed it on the counter in her kitchen, before walking back outside, returning to the bench and picking up her coffee cup one more time. Now, she thought, Four boxes of oranges. That seems like less of an arduous task. She let her mind wander as she thought about all of the people that she knew and people that she didn't know that well but was aware that they lived fairly close by. Ah, she thought, after taking a long sip of her coffee. I'm sure my sister might want some. She reached into her pocket and pulled out her mobile telephone. After a few clicks and swipes of the screen, the phone started dialing, so she lifted it up and placed it to her ear. After a few rings, a voice started emanating from the phone's speaker. Hello, said the voice. Hello, Julia. It's Carmen, your sister. Ah, said Julia. Hello, Carmen, my sister. How are you today? I'm doing very well, thank you. I'm a bit tired, but I've had two coffees now and I'm pretty much fully awake. That's excellent news, said Julia. How are you? inquired Carmen. I'm very well, thank you, said Julia. I am just on my bicycle, riding around getting a little bit of cardio in and seeing how the world is. Ah, said Carmen. And how is the world? Well, said Julia. All in all, all things considered, it's okay. Great, said Carmen. Now, 
onto the reason why I started this telephone call. Oh, said Julia, okay. I appear to have a surplus of oranges. Oh no, said Julia. Is there many? Well, said Carmen. You know the standard boxes that are used for the transportation of oranges? Ah, said Julia. Yes. Julia had seen many times the fruit being picked and carted off at Carmen's villa. She was aware of the process and aware of the size of the boxes. I know exactly the boxes that you're referring to, said Julia. Well, said Carmen, I have five excess boxes. I have taken one, and I was wondering, do you like a box of oranges? Hmm, said Julia. Let me think for a moment. Carmen sat and listened as Julia thought, but all Carmen could hear was the sound of pedalling, the slight breeze on the telephone that Julia was using's microphone, and random snippets of standard outside countryside noises, like birds and farmers. Yes, said Julia. I think I could probably have a box. Does that help you? Yes, said Carmen. After all, I've got no one to sell them to. So a box may as well go to you if you'll get some use out of them. Sure, said Julia. I'll be there shortly. Okay, said Carmen. See you soon. Bye, said Julia. And hung up. Carmen sat and waited on the bench. She knew Julia wouldn't be too long. And after about three minutes, she could hear the sound of tires on gravel. And before not much longer, Julia came around the corner, still on her bicycle but riding slowly now, as the path was probably not as even as would be perfect for slow bike riding. Julia's bicycle had all of the usual parts that a bicycle had, such as wheels, pedals, a seat, and handlebars, but also it had a very large basket on the front on the handlebars. As Julia approached, Carmen stood up and walked over to greet her sister. Hello, sister, said Carmen. Hello, sister, said Julia. Carmen looked at the basket on Julia's bicycle and then looked at one of the boxes of oranges. Wow, said Carmen. It's very lucky that the basket on the front of your bicycle is the exact right size for holding a box of oranges. Yes, said Julia. For a little while longer they chatted and catched up. Carmen offered Julia a coffee. She turned it down and instead requested a glass of water. 
Until that point, Carmen had been considering having a third coffee, but she thought it was probably about the right time to just drink some water for a bit. They sat outside on the bench and continued to chat about everything and nothing. About how a man in the village nearby had been selling tractor parts in order to purchase a new tractor. They talked about the art show that had been put on in the town hall. Neither of them had gone, but they had heard from neighbors and friends that the art that one man had been painting live at the show was very interesting, and apparently he had used all types of strange, exotic ingredients for making the different hues of paint. They also talked about the weather, vegetarianism, the use of underfloor heating, and then got into a lightly heated discussion, debating the acceptableness of drinking products such as eggnog all year round. It wasn't a proper argument. They just took up opposing viewpoints on the subject and had a lot of fun bantering with one another on that specific topic. After all that and the water had been drunk, Carmen helped Julia put the box of oranges on the basket of the bicycle. Julia was just about to cycle off with Carmen in mid-wave when she stopped the bicycle, turned and said, Ooh, Carmen, I know exactly who the other oranges can go to. Really? said Carmen. Ooh. Well, said Julia. I was talking to somebody the other week. I can't remember who, but I know it was somebody. Somebody local, I believe. And I can't remember the exact details. I'm sure vitamin C was discussed. Anyway, do you know Mr. Willsoup? Carmen's brow furrowed as she tried to place the name. I'm not sure. Mr. Willsoup? Yes, I know you're bad with names. Mr. Willsoup lives on a farm, the other side of that hill there. She turned and pointed to a hill. Ah, yes, I know the place. Great, like I say, I can't remember the details, but I'm sure something was mentioned that has given me the impression that you would appreciate some oranges. Ooh said Carmen. Okay. Thank you. Not a problem. Okay, I am going now. She started pedaling and then turned back and said, I love you, bye. Carmen waved and said the same thing back to her sister. As she watched her sister cycle off around the corner of the villa, she returned to the bench, sat down, and looked at the boxes of oranges. Hmm, 
Okay, now do I risk taking all of these in one go to this house from this man that I may or may not have met before, who may or may not be interested in oranges? If I take them all, it might be a bit of a hassle, a bit of a faff to cart them all that way and him say no. I could spend some time scouring the phone book, trying to find the number to give him a telephone call. I could just take one box, or maybe a single orange, as a tester for this Mr. Will Soup. Hmm. She slumped back on the bench and thought... And after a little while, she decided to just risk it. If she took them all in one go and he turned her down, she could go visit some of the other local farms and villas and houses. And she was sure it wouldn't be too long before somebody took them. Right, said Carmen to nobody in particular. Let's work out a way of doing this. She stacked each box on top of the other and made sure that it was firm and pretty secure. She tested the weight of the stack of boxes by lifting up the bottom one. And she was happy to see that she could easily lift the boxes. Next, she went to her shed and after fishing around in various boxes and pots and drawers and shelves, she found what she was looking for, which were some big black straps. Ah, she said, these will do perfectly. She returned to the boxes of oranges and began strapping up the boxes in a way that secured them together and also provided some loops for her arms to go in so she could easily carry the boxes on her back, which would be a little bit easier considering the path to Mr. Willsoup's house was quite uneven and a bit hilly. When she was satisfied that her job of strapping up the boxes was as good as she could possibly do, she lifted up the three boxes, put her arms through the straps, and secured it so the boxes were tight on her back and weren't going to go anywhere during the standard jostling of a hillside walk. Well, she said, after doing a few quick movements to check how stable the whole apparatus was. This seems perfect. She thought for a moment, and then said out loud, Well, I've got it on now. I may as well go. So that's what she did. She left her property walked for a little bit over some fields and grassland until she found the footpath that wound its way around the hill. It was a nice day out. It wasn't too hot. There was a nice breeze and the walk was nowhere near as strenuous as she had expected it to be. In fact, she made it all the way to Mr. Willsoup's front door, without even breaking a sweat. The house that Mr. Willsoup lived in was quite large and inobtrusive. The house didn't look any different from any others in the local area. It was quite large and mostly white in colour. Sure, some of the 
other houses in the area had occupants who made more of an effort with the gardening. But it wasn't untidy or anything like that. It just looked a bit boring. As she approached the door, she thought that she met this Mr. Wilsoup before. She wasn't sure. The name slightly sounded familiar. That was about it. She was sure that when she saw him, she'd know one way or another if they had previously met. With the boxes of oranges still strapped to her back, she searched the door for a doorbell button. But there wasn't one. So instead... She just knocked on the door with three firm raps. After a minute, she could hear a noise coming from the inside of the home. And then a voice. Hello, said the voice. Who is it? Oh, hello there. Is this Mr. Wilsoup? My name is Carmen Umbongo. I live on the other side of that hill. Which hill? said the voice. Well, I am pointing, said Carmen, but you can't see me because the door is in the way. But it's the hill that's the only hill that's really near your home. Oh, said the man. The one with the villa and the fruit, I think it is? Yes, said Carmen. Oh, okay, said the man. Could you come round to the other door on the other side of the building? This one is in direct sunlight, you see. Oh, okay, said Carmen. I'll go there now. Okay, said the man. I'll meet you there. Carmen stepped back and had a look around. Indeed, that door was in direct sunlight. Perhaps... Mr. Wilsoup didn't want to risk changing the colour of his carpet or wallpaper by briefly exposing it to UV rays. Carmen walked around the building until she found a small door at the back of the property. This entrance appeared less grand than the front one, but it, but it was clearly the one that was used the most. And as she approached, the door opened, and a man greeted her. Carmen, did you say your name was? Yes, said Carmen. Ah, good. My name is Mr. Bruce Wilsoup. I apologize for having to direct you to this door. However, I could not open the front one. Oh, said Carmen. Why not? Well, said Bruce Wilsoup. I'm a vampire, and being in direct sunlight can be a bit tricky for me sometimes, so it's just easier if I avoid it altogether. Oh, said Carmen, a vampire. Yes, yes, I know, 
said Bruce Willsoup. But don't worry. I've been off the red stuff for hundreds of years now. And it's not even a temptation anymore. Oh, said Carmen. That's good to know. Well, congratulations on your sobriety. Yes, said Bruce. It is a form of sobriety, and thank you. Anyway, what can I do you for? Well, said Carmen, you were right when you said that there was fruit at my villa. Oranges, in fact. And it appears that I have got a surplus of them. So I was wondering if you would like some. I've got three large boxes here. She turned round and showed Bruce Will Soup. The boxes strapped to her back. You can have all of them if you want. She turned and saw Bruce Willsoup's face. There was definitely a hint of apprehension there. Where before, he seemed quite nice and friendly and chilled out and relaxed. Oh, said Bruce. Well, they're not blood oranges, are they? No, said Carmen. Just normal, standard oranges. Phew, said Bruce. Relief washing over his face. I know they're just called that because of the colour. But I don't think I could consume those either, to be honest. Just in case, you know. Sure, said Carmen. But no, nothing to worry about, just normal oranges. Great, said Bruce. Well, sure, I'll have all of them. I really like oranges. The normal ones, that is. Of course, said Carmen. Oh yes, you can take all of these, if you want. As long as you don't mind, said Bruce. Do you want anything for them? No. It's fine. You can keep them and have them for free. Wow. Well, thank you very much, he said, as he watched Carmen take the boxes off her shoulders and release the straps from them. There you go, she said, indicating the pile of boxes that had been put in between them. Great, said Bruce. Uh, would you mind just uh, moving it a little bit closer to me? It would probably be fine, but I really don't want to risk stepping outside of the home at this present time. Sure, no problem, said Carmen. She picked up the boxes and handed them over to Bruce. Well, he said as he looked inside some of the boxes. These look delicious. Thank you very much. Not a problem, said Carmen. If you need anything, and if you think of any way that I can repay the favour... Just let me know, he said. I will do, but don't worry about it, said Carmen. They shook hands 
said goodbye. And then Bruce Wilsoup returned to the inside of his home, and Carmen Umbongo walked back to her home. She put the straps back into the shed and made a note of where they were in case she needed to do a similar thing ever again. Afterwards, she made herself a cheese sandwich and then decided that she was still quite tired. So she went back to bed and she slept all the way through until 8pm. Sure, she thought after she woke up, I've probably slightly messed up my sleep schedule, but it'll be fine in a couple of days. And then, Carmen had a nice and relaxed evening. That's the end of this episode's story. If you've enjoyed it, don't forget to follow us on the social medias. Leave a review. Or maybe tell a friend. Or if not, any of that. Just listen again at some point. Until next time. Thanks for listening. And sleep well. Good night.